know for a fact that we take the process of eating for granted. We look for quick and easy and don't give our nutrition the attention, the respect that it deserves. Let's be honest, food is often an afterthought. We seldom give thought to what we're going to eat or plan in advance how we will receive it or how we will prepare it. And even less attention is directed to how we consume. Usually we are distracted, eating while we are working, scrolling, walking, or commuting from one place to another. A mindful eating practice is an opportunity to honor our food, to pay our food respect, and in doing so, to respect ourselves and our bodies as well. This week's episode, I will provide tips on how to eat mindfully, to interact with food in a meaningful way, with the intent not just to feed yourself, but to nourish yourself. And when we are truly nourished, then we are also truly sated and satisfied and less likely to consume for reasons other than hunger. In this week's re-release, Mindful Eating, How to Be Present While You Eat, I promise to offer you some serious food for thought. You will even think about chewing in a way you have never thought about it before. I can't wait to share this episode with you again, so let's dig in. Welcome back, friends. We are well into the summer season, and whether you want to lose weight or not, I bet somewhere in your mind, when you think summer, you think weight. Or if you don't think about weight, you think about your body or its state of affairs. It's in our culture, and it is indoctrinated. So instead of pretending it doesn't exist, let's address it, but in a different way. Welcome back, Health Bite family. My name is Dr. Adrian Udeem, and this is Health Bite, the podcast dedicated to providing you with small, actionable bites towards greater physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Let's face it, the wellness and weight loss space is filled with nonsense. I created this podcast as an alternative to the noise to provide you with knowledge-based guidance in the areas of nutrition, fitness, habit change, and mindset that I use in my medical practice with my patients every single day to help empower you for change. It's interesting. I never feel like we experienced time passing by so quickly when we were children. I wonder if it's, you know, a factor of our busy lives or maybe it's a function of technology, maybe. But I wonder, maybe it's a matter of presence. Think about it. When we were kids, or if it's too long to remember, think about the last time you watched a kid playing with a set of Legos, for example. They are fully present. They are fully engaged with those building blocks and what they are creating. And that presence in a way slows down time. I mean, you lose track of time, but you're really savoring what you are doing, which in a sense also slows down the time. Whereas for us as adults, we often are not present. In fact, I would say, we're rarely present. We pass our time in two ways. Either we are 
absent, which means that we're just not thinking. How often, for example, have you driven to work and arrived and just thought, wow, how did I even get here? Right? You missed the whole car ride. And in doing so, you also missed maybe the crisp, fresh air or the trees or the music on the radio. We're just absent. And so that time whizzes by. We also lose presence when we whittle our time away with worries. How often do we spend our time worrying about the past or planning the future? In some way or another, not being present in the moment. How often do we engage in a conversation or time with our family members or our kids while we're on the phone? Again, we leave that experience and that piece of time not really having savored the time and not really having much to show for it, right? Because we weren't 100% there. And you know, when I think about presence, this is very relatable to how we eat as well. And as many of you know, my day job is as a medical doctor who works in clinical nutrition and obesity medicine. So I spend a lot of time talking about food and how we eat and our relationship with food in terms of healthy nutrition, lifestyle, and weight loss. And so presence, it turns out, plays a big role in how we eat as well. For example, mindless snacking. They've done studies in which they've shown that people underreport their calorie intake by up to 2,000 calories per day. Amazing. 2,000 calories per day. And what I mean by that is when they track people's calorie intake and then they ask people to recall their diet, they underreport what they are eating by a tune of 2,000 calories per day. Think about that. Sometimes when I share this information with patients, they may respond as if, well, those people must have been lying. And it's not, it's not lying about what we eat. It's just not registering what we eat. Think about it. How often have you walked by a bowl of candy or a bowl of nuts, grabbing a handful without fully being present to what you're consuming. Or another common scenario, how often have you cleaned off your child's leftovers on their plate without being mindful to what you're consuming? So mindless eating actually contributes significantly to calories consumed and to weight gain. And here's the bummer of it all. It's mindless. So we're really not enjoying, well, we're not even registering, much less enjoying what it is that we are consuming. The other piece to that is we're not savoring. So when we are eating mindlessly, we are not savoring that meal. We are not getting the true and full 
enjoyment of that meal because we're not present to it. How often do we rush through meals? That's another way in which we elude presence while we're eating. Rushing through a meal means that we are not present to it. We are not enjoying it again to the fullest capacity and we are not savoring. Another thing I think about is FOMO <laughs> about our food. I talk about FOMO or fear of missing out often. Sometimes I talk about FOMO in terms of like the last supper, when we go out to dinner and we have this, we're presented with something, you know, decadent, maybe we're not really hungry for it. Maybe we've had a really decadent meal and are satisfied and then we get presented with a decadent dessert. And if we really dial into how we feel, we don't really have the room or space for that dessert. In fact, we may already be uncomfortably full. But what do we do in that moment? We have a worry as if if we don't take advantage of that dessert, we won't have another chance or another opportunity. It's this fear of missing out on food. But sometimes we have the same kind of fear about the next bite. And what I mean by that is sometimes we're so obsessed with what we're eating, right? We're worried about the portion, the amount of not having enough of that thing that we love so much that we're not, again, being fully present to the food. We're not truly enjoying that food because we're worried about it finishing or running out. Now, this concept may not resonate completely, but think about if you've ever eaten food in a different country. Or maybe you've gone to a French restaurant or a Japanese restaurant where the meal size or the portion size is much smaller than what we are used to in our American sized portions. You may notice that sometimes there's this immediate feeling of angst, almost fear of not being enough, of not having enough. And that that fear, that anxiety, even if it's low grade, it may be so slight that we don't even notice it, we're not aware to it, takes away from enjoyment of the meal, takes away from the presence and therefore the enjoyment of the meal. So I want to talk a little bit about mindful eating or having presence in our meals so that we don't rush through or pass through the meal the way which we sometimes pass through our car rides or our days or even our years and find ourselves at the end of the year at Thanksgiving wondering where did it all go? And so the first thing I want to talk about is meal preparation. This is an interesting one because Oftentimes, people feel like meal prep is a chore, right? And the one question that I often get asked is, do you have a quick meal delivery service recommendation or quick meal recipes or preps? And look, I'm all about giving people tools to make the most out of their day. And sometimes we just need quick and dirty. But what if we 
Stop thinking about meal preparation as a job or a chore and started thinking about it as the beginning of our eating experience. When we cook and we prepare, think about what happens in that moment when we're chopping vegetables or sauteing onions or adding spices. In the process of doing so, you have sensory experiences. Just thinking about cooking right now as I speak, thinking about sauteing onions or simmering garlic and olive oil, you may find that your mouth is salivating. I just actually had to stop and swallow, right? You begin that savoring experience of the meal. You begin to anticipate it. You begin to crave it. You begin to imagine or fantasize over it. And that actually is a pleasurable experience because as you build the anticipation towards the meal, you actually build the pleasure that we achieve from consuming it. So the first shift I want you to consider is one, actually preparing more of your meals, considering this preparation as part of the experience, as part of the culinary experience. And in doing so, also initiating the savoring process, the savoring of your food. Anticipation is a form of savoring. The next tip I want to give you is sitting to your meal. Again, in many of the examples I shared at the beginning, like grabbing a handful of M&Ms from the candy jar or a handful of nuts from the kitchen counter, or maybe eating the crusts off of your child's sandwich or leftover pasta when you're clearing the dishes. In many of those examples, you're not sitting, you're moving, you're walking around, you're doing something else. And in doing so, you are not present, you are not mindful, you are not really enjoying that food or even, again, registering, consuming that food. So I want to advise you to sit every time you plan to put something or anything into your mouth. I want you to grab that handful of M&Ms or nuts, put it on a plate, and sit down at the table. I wonder how that'll change your experience with the food that you're eating, as well as how it might change your snacking, right? If you actually have to pull up a chair to a table to eat those 10 little M&Ms, I wonder if you'll even eat them, right? Like why go through the trouble? Maybe you, you realize that you don't even want it or you're not even hungry for it. So make it a practice to sit to your meal and in fact, sit every time you plan to eat or consume something and see how that changes your relationship with that snack or meal as well as your enjoyment of that meal. On the same token, I want you to, when you sit to a meal, turn off all distractions. So I'll admit, well, I will say first, 
that family dinners have always been very important in my family. We are a double physician uh, working family and since and had kids actually while we were residents, while my husband and I were in residency, but always to the extent that we were able made family dinner a priority, sitting together at the table. And there's data to show the benefit of this in terms of preventing obesity. Studies have shown that families that sit down to a meal are much more likely to have children who have healthier body weight than families that don't sit down to a meal. But here's my admission, Val. Because during the pandemic, we started watching more TV. I actually never watched TV before the pandemic. I have a form of ADD in which I can't sit down in front of a TV screen. But pandemic happened and we started watching shows as a family after dinner. And that trickled into shows during dinner. And we found after a while that unknowingly, we were now spending every single dinner in front of the TV. Wow, how did that happen? But aside from missing out on connection and time to regroup and recap with your loved ones during dinner time, what we also do is create a distraction away from the food and therefore add to this mindless feeling and lack of presence during a meal. So my next tip for you is turn off all the distractions. Turn off the screens, turn off the phone, even when you're eating by yourself, right? So my example was in terms of a family meal, but even when you're eating by yourself, we tend to actually use distraction more when we're eating by ourselves because it feels kind of weird or uncomfortable to do so. But I want to challenge you to lean into that discomfort and turn off that phone and see how it feels to really be present to your meal really enjoying that meal, really savoring that meal without any screens to distract you. My next tip is to chew and to chew a lot. So anyone who's read a diet book or gone to a dietitian has always been told to chew slowly. Sometimes they tell you chew 20 times per bite, chew 30 times per bite. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I've tried to chew 30 times per bite and there comes to a point where the food just just doesn't taste so good after 30 bites, right? But there is something to be said about taking your time and chewing slowly. And the reason I say that is, again, to help with the aspect of savoring. When we chew slowly, we really, really utilize all of those taste buds in our mouth. And we give ourselves the opportunity to really taste the food fully, as opposed to the times when we shove something in our mouths, chew, chew, swallow. Another bite, chew, chew, swallow. How do we expect to get any enjoyment or any fulfillment from that food? when we haven't even spent the time chewing and savoring each individual bite. You know, when we talk about chewing and when you hear about chewing, it's always in reference to like feeling more full by slowing down, 
you give more time to feel full. And that's true. Eating slowly will help you acknowledge your satiety or your fullness. But what about the joy of the meal, the savoring of the meal? When we slow down and we chew, we really take full advantage of the flavor, the taste. Another thing you may notice that happens, whether we're chewing or eating quickly or not, is that we often chew on one side of our mouths, right? So we put a bite in our mouth, we use our tongue to swish it one side or the other. And usually people kind of have this preferential side where they will always chew on that side of their mouth. But here's an interesting fun fact. We have taste buds everywhere, right? You have taste buds in your tongue. You have taste buds within the lining of your cheek. You even have taste buds in the back of your throat. Get this. You even have taste buds in your intestines, which is crazy and bizarre. So when you're eating always on just one side of your mouth and not allowing that food to really roam around and migrate in your mouth and make contact with all those taste buds, you're really losing out on that full experience. You're losing out on the full flavor profile of that food. You're really missing out on the enjoyment of that food. So my next tip is chew, chew slowly, chew a lot, not necessarily 30 times a lot, and take the time to really savor the food by allowing it to come into contact with your entire palate where you have taste buds so that you can really fully experience and fully enjoy and really enhance your experience with food. I wonder if there are other examples that you all have, and I'd love for you to send me a message at dradrianudeem.com and let me know what your savoring practices are. Because when we are present, when we are mindful in our eating, we really are able to better savor that experience and that food. Just like when we are mindful and present in our relationships, we do the same. And that's why I love this work that I do, because I truly believe that our relationship with food is really a symbol and a mirror for our relationship with ourselves. And making changes or shifts in the way in which we engage with food and with our hunger really can have transformative effects in other aspects of our lives as well. So this week, this Thanksgiving week, many of you may have plans with family and friends. Many of you may also be struggling how to mindfully manage your eating during the holidays or during the Thanksgiving meal. And I hope that you keep the message of this podcast in mind. I want you to truly take the time to savor your food, to be mindful of the experience. And in doing so, notice if that translates in how you savor the experience overall. 
the time with friends and family, the conversations that you're having, and the time well, well spent. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you who are celebrating. I hope that you have a enjoyable time with family, friends, and if you're doing it alone, well, heck, enjoy that time too, because alone time is hard to come by. Be well this week, podcasters, and please join me again next week for another short, actionable health fight. If you've loved what you heard, please subscribe. And if you think this message will be of service to others, please share this episode with your friends and your family. You can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Adrian Udeem to find other little goodies, tips, and quick start your download from my website, dradrianudeem.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter. Last but not least, I would like to share with you Dell Nutrition and Dell Bar, a high-protein, low-calorie nutrition bar made from functional ingredients that I have personally curated for weight loss, weight maintenance, and better health and well-being. You can find details at dellnutrition.com. Here's to an excellent week and see you next time.